I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner. Welcome to, um, I think I'll call it the breakfast show. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Don't expect Why? the OC, though. <laughs> um, no, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily and I'm with Alan. Yeah. Or the cockerel, as we now call him. Indeed. Oh, I like the cockerel, Frank. Yeah. You know, it's the first thing in the morning. Yes. One seeks. Yeah. One seeks the sound of the cockerel. Wake up to the cockerel crowing. and uh, How, that's, that how are you feeling about the cockerel? Well, you know... Casually indifferent, I think. We should explain that um, Alan's surname is Cochrane, and I said that last week, but um, certainly one listener um, didn't quite get it and yeah. now thinks he's called Alan Cockrell. But it is a great... Like I say, for, if you, when you get your own breakfast show on, um, on the radio, you'll be able to say, yes, it's the Cockrell Crow, and when, when it starts, then you'll hit a jingle that goes... It's the best ever start to the morning. It'd be a fantastic beginning. I hope some people are hearing this. Let's just <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, we've got listeners, don't you worry. Or, no, I didn't mean that. I meant, I meant decision makers. Oh, you know, I could get a breakfast I, show. <laughs> yeah, well, that could happen. But God, it's only, it's only his second week and he's already looking. Well, I hate that. He's very ambitious, yeah. Frank. It's ambition. <laughs> it's a fine line, isn't it, with ambition between something admirable and something despicable. <laughs> I've always thought that. I, um, I'd like to ask your advice, actually, um, Alan. You've yes. been a... Uh, intelligent man. man. I was going to say man of the world, but I don't know that I like people who say, you being a man of the world. I'm trying to get rid of these phrases that people casually use. What, will I be saying soon that I'm going to be suited and booted <laughs> and think that that's all right when it certainly is not all right? Um, I've already said indeed. You are mm. policing yourself today, aren't you? I really am. You, you have to in life, I think, otherwise yeah. standards, they, they drag down. Chaos. Yeah. Um, no, but people on local uh, news on the telly, somebody will say, uh, so... Um, that was a, a strange old tale. And I go, indeed. Yeah. That's what they always say, as if to say, let's just, you know, they could easily go, <laughs> and it wouldn't mean any more or any less. <laughs> so that's. So what's anyway, the advice? Well, after? I went, um, I mean, it's a bit late now, really. I went to a party with um, with Emily Dean yes. last oh. weekend. You don't uh, need advice on that. Because you're the new kid on the block. You're not, you know, you're not really in part of our social set. No. Yeah. <laughs> but we went to a party. And, you like the way uh, I laugh nastily. And I was wondering what you thought about what you thought about this, Alan, because I, um, I, it was the the lady of the house. It was her mm. birthday the mm. way we went, and I bought um, a doormat. Did you? Did you? It was a birthday gift. Yeah. I, to me, it, it it sounds more housewarming than than birthday. Well, I know, I know what you mean, but it was it was um, it wasn't just a run of the mill. I mean, it had um, it had it had ants on it. It had ants on it. Yeah, ants. giant ants. Ants. I mean, a, a portrayal of ants. It didn't have the actual creatures. Oh, okay. Yeah. Say, if it didn't, when you got it, it will do soon. <laughs> well, I suppose it will, but you know, that's not my business. I've yeah. handed it over. I think the official hand. But I, I wasn't. I I had a bit of a last. You know, when you're handing over Did a you? gift mm-hmm. and they they wrap, unwrap it in front of you, and you get a sense oh. of terrible dread. Right, yeah, yeah. So and I'm a, I'm a doormat enthusiast. Mm. I don't know about you, but <laughs> I think I use doormats more with, with more gusto than your average person. <laughs> I'll sometimes virtually go over on my ankle to do like the sides of the soles, you know, because sometimes mod can it can. Uh, it can crawl around. It can. It can. It definitely. It's can. like a hand gripping the lower part of the shoe. Mm. I take the very tips of the fingers of that model. <laughs> I really. I. I, I never. I'm not one of those people. Some people will, will step over it like it's a, like it's a, a, a ditch, like it's the chair at Aintree. Well, Frank. <laughs> Frank, worry not, because I can exclusively reveal that your present was a, a huge success. Is that right? Yes, the doormat what, went down very well. That that day, I'd that... even say you wiped the floor with everyone else. <laughs> well, that's, I'm loving. I'm loving that. Yeah. You know that moment when all the guests have gone and you sit down, and look at your presents, and go, oh, God, can you believe? And it was a it was a winner. It was, and um, 
Jane said she particularly liked the remark you made when you handed it over. You said that you felt she was confident enough not to be offended by the symbolism of handing her a doormat well, exactly. as a woman. I mean, say if it was the <laughs> birthday of Ryan Giggs's wife, <laughs> yeah. I probably wouldn't have chosen. <laughs> Get something more empowering. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Maybe an axe. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. What's going on? Extraordinary ending. You've not heard the end of that song. There's always this fucking bit. That's, of I don't, that's not an audience, is it? That's a bunch of hangers on. Yeah. Hangers on who've been pressured by. Look, do you want to hang around with us? Do you want the free Fred Perry shirts or not? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll clap and cheer. I don't know about chaffing and clear. I'm not sure about text. Not, not very mank, is it? That's the sort of debates that went on, which have been cut out of the. Uh, I've got a funny feeling if you listen carefully to the end of that song, somebody says, Has anybody got a Ford Cortina parked outside? It's really? Really? Right at the end, right at the end. Oh, well, we're not playing it back. No. What was we talking about before? Oh, we're talking gifts. about gifts and feeling nervous about handing them over. I got a gift this week. I got a, uh, a dandy notebook. Oh. You know Did Dandy, you? the well known children's comic. <laughs> right, not a, yeah, not yeah. a notebook suggesting you are a dandy. No, it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a <laughs> lace frill around the front cover. <laughs> so go with your cravat. <laughs> I didn't like the dandy, it was the Beano for naughty children. Oh. Did yeah. you think? Yes, that's what I, I always like thought. Tis was. I thought the Beano was best, but I was very happy with the Dan. I mean, he's got Desperate Dan on the cover and all that. And it was it was a gift from um, some of you who listen to the show regularly will know that uh, my girlfriend's sister, um, Rachel, was uh, she was staying with us. Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm living in the house um, with two ladies. And uh, just like Man About the House, uh, this is the theme, in case if you've been wondering over the weeks why I do that when I talk about it. Um, yeah, so there was... Uh, she left this week. And so now it's just me and my girlfriend, so she's, she's gone. To be honest, the whole um, Ryan Giggs, Rodri thing, it, it, <laughs> it took the sheen off the whole domestic situation. It suddenly seems squalid. What had seen The sheen fun. off it, the goddesses. <laughs> Yeah, it did. It, it, you know, it seemed lovely and noble and communal, and suddenly it felt dark. <laughs> so we threw her out. <laughs> and I, hasn't that man caused enough pain? Who, Rodri? No, r- not Rodri. He's one of my favourite celebrities. <laughs> Wasn't he regularly chased by Wiley Coyote? <laughs> Rodri. <laughs> <laughs> So, sorry, she bought you the dandy? She bought me the dandy notebook. She didn't buy me a copy of the dandy. Okay, I was going to say. It was lovely. I love a notebook. One of my favourite things is stationery. Oh, Mm. yeah, people love stationery. Oh, God, yeah. And a notebook. Every time I hold a a fresh new notebook, I think this could be where I write my my pet sounds. Right, nice. Yeah. (laughs) It seems... uh, from today, what I have gleaned... When I say from... I don't mean meow, <laughs> woof, 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 woof. I mean, like, Brian Wilson of the Beach Bars, he wrote yeah. this, like, seminal album, which, and everyone, I think, I like to think every creative performer has got a, a pet sound. Yeah. Know, is it like, a magnum opus? Is that what people say? This might be where I write Well, I don't drink champagne, but very, <laughs> very probably, yes. Magnum PI, fan of that. Yeah. Um, right, we've had an email in this week. Oh, have we had any texts on eight twelve fifteen? Oh, we might have. Okay. Now the reason I like this is because it's addressed properly. By properly, I mean dear Frank, Emily, and Alan. Mm. They're mm. already down with the the new triumvirate. And are they spelling it Alan with a U? They are. That's good. Mm. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Just to not, uh, it's, it's enough for me just to know that it came. <laughs> um. Here's two of my recent food-related idiotic eureka moments. Now, I have to explain because um, we do have some, occasionally, new Mm. listeners hang around. A lot of them are still listening this far into the show. Mm. Um, And uh, an idiotic eureka moment, something we've had on the show for ages, it's when you suddenly realise, after ages, you suddenly get a joke or a pawn or some sort of... Mm-hmm. The example, like, like, the BT adverts, a woman mm. called BT used to advertise BT. It took me, took me over a year <laughs> to get that reference. I realised last year that The Good Life was a pun on Barbara and Tom Good's name. I didn't know that until last year. No, I, yeah, exactly. There you go. In fact, I had one this week. How was it? There's a, there's a um, if you walk down Bloomsbury in, uh, in London... 
Mm. You know London. Yeah. Um, I like the Samuel Pepys beginning. Yeah, there's a, um, there's a uh, left-wing bookshop, and it's called Bookmarks. Mm. I'm familiar with it. Yeah. And it only just struck me for the first time <gasps> this week. Oh! Marks. Yes! But it's M-A-R-K-S. Oh, they're not worried about minor details like that. Yeah, but I, that's the first time. And I, I, it's the first time it's ever struck me that that bookmarks. Mm. You're you with me, Alan? You're looking I am, confused. I am, but I just wonder why they didn't go with the X. What's, no, exactly. Well, the one that the, the, the left-wing um, <laughs> garage down the road <laughs> is called Skid Marks. With, with, <laughs> with an X, I got that immediately. I don't, uh, yeah, they, they slipped up there. And then, want... uh, and then the fascist bookshop... Um, <laughs> Stand there up, which is called Book Hitler. <laughs> which is not a clever pun, but I got it. <laughs> I got it immediately. <laughs> now go on. Uh, so this. Um, oh, is... oh, then there's the uh, the left wing supplier <laughs> oh, of a duvet covers, sheets, and pillowcases. Bed linen. <laughs> oh, that's good, Frank. <laughs> Someone will open that shop now. I don't know, whatever, ever a, a bed linen place that was left wing would manifest itself. A lot of red, a lot of red stuff. Oh, I like that. Ma- Could you say manifest there? Mm. Uh, um, almost manifesto. Is yes, that where we go? It's yes. getting brilliant. We've got to play some adverts, actually. Oh, what I'm about afraid. this idiotic week? Well, you can do it after okay. that. I'm afraid, <laughs> in, in a discussion of, of Marxism, um, <laughs> ca- capitalism has, has broken its way in like an intruder at a party. <laughs> and here it comes. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Frank, we've had some other left-wing businesses. <laughs> really? Yes. Um, is it the Absolute Radio left-wing businesses phoning? <laughs> 895, Russian walking and winter sports, Trotskys. <laughs> Trotskys? Yes. Trot, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one that's just arrived. Communist Temping Agency, Office Engels. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Oh, man, I'm loving it, loving it, loving it. I'm loving it like that. (laughs) Do you want to hear the the end of this email... I can, I just say, can I just say, did, uh, you, those texts came in on 8, 12, 15. If anyone's at home with an itchy thumb, you receive my meaning. Okay. <laughs> can I just say a lovely bit of housekeeping there? Thank well you. Done. Thanks very much. Um, yes, I better watch out for Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> 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 oh, the very thought. Um, sorry. And he's incl- I find he's inclined to return as well. <laughs> yeah, he, he will be back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you ever met him, by the way? I have met him. Oh, me too. Have you met him, Alan? No, I haven't. Okay. I met a complete fool of myself when I met did him. Did you? Yeah. Well, this was. So did I. But I'm getting the maintenance. It's you don't. Want to, you don't want to hear the story, do you? I do. Funnily enough, Alan, I... do you want to hear about when Frank made a fool of himself in I'm, front of Arnie? I'm gripped. Well, actually, t- I told it. Well, actually, that was the problem. <laughs> I told this story um, on television recently, but I don't think it goes out. It hasn't gone out yet. So, and I'll tell you what happened very briefly. Mm. I met him, this was years and years ago, when he was a massive, I mean, still, I think, pre-Terminator 2, it might have even been. Certainly, uh, certainly pre-being um, a politician. And I, I met him, and I had to do, like, a little interview with him on stage in front of a group of people. And he held out his hand for a low five. Mm. Now, I had no idea. I'd seen a high five, but I'd <laughs> never seen a low five before. I just didn't know what it was, so he held out his hand. And I, I thought it was a handshake, so... I, I sort of had to lean right over to shake his hand, you know, because it was at the wrong angle. So I, I, I sort of leaned over to my left and, and, shook, and shook it normally. And he said to me, he'd, he'd been complaining about the heat before, this woman had dabbed his brow, and he said to me, it's supposed to be a low five. And I said, yeah, it's much warmer than that. <laughs> <laughs> and... Which is actually not a bad gag if you know you're doing it, which I didn't. Oh, right. It was, I honestly, I didn't know what he was talking about. I'd been confused by the hand. I'd never seen mm. a low five. It was just embarrassing. We conduct, conducted the rest of it in German and everything was fine. <laughs> Thank goodness for your grasp anyway. of German. Um, actually, so- it didn't, that story didn't go any better on the telly. <laughs> Frank, can you stop self-reviewing whilst we're in the middle of a radio show? Sorry. Um, can I continue with the email from Anon? Yes, please. From Anon. Is it Sister Wendy? <laughs> <laughs> 
Dear Frank, Emily and Alan, here's two of my recent food-related idiotic, idiotic eureka moments. That's what we were explaining earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I bit into an apple saying to my friend, this tastes like cider. <laughs> Excellent. And whilst eating my Sunday dinner, I was thinking I should put the slice of beef in some bread as it tasted like a burger. I'm revising for my A-levels at the moment. Bye. Don't bother. Best of luck. <laughs> <laughs> That's my advice. Can Sounds I just say, like... I love bye as well. Sounded quite dramatic, like the relationship was ending. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Sounds to me like his apple was on the turn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if he's getting cider whiff from it. Um, that's great that he thought he'd invented a burger by putting beef in the middle of bread. What I'd be really impressed by now is if someone texts in and said, I was eating a pear last week, and I said to a friend, this tastes like perry. <laughs> <laughs> because um, perry is something that seems to have disappeared. No-one drinks perry anymore. And people call it pear cider now, don't they? Just, do they? Yeah. They don't call it perry. It's called, like... Conversationally, people say, "Oh, I'll have that pear cider." I'll be, I'll be frank with you. This is the first conversation I've had about perry in any of its manifestations <laughs> for about ten years, mm. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Good, good. Yeah, right. you call it commercial pear cider. I was afeard that it might go well. Shall we say pear shaped? <laughs> <laughs> Frank, 964 Cuban left-wing petroleum company Castro Loyal. <laughs> <laughs> This is uh, this is our best phone, you know. There aren't enough um, left wing retail outlet phonings on commercial radio. I, I suppose it's against the very spirit of the thing. This is. I'm going to play. Um, I I'd like to. Um, well, never mind what I'd like to do. You can't always get what you want. I think Mick Jagger pointed out many years ago. I wasn't even at the Coke convention. What was he talking about? Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank, some of the uh, listeners seem to have changed their allegiance now, their political allegiance. We're now getting some uh, right-wing retail suggestions in. I think it's okay to send in um, a left-wing retail outlet mm. without being left-wing. <laughs> I think one can look at it objectively. <laughs> but we're getting, we, we are getting some great ones. It's on 8.12.15, mm. some of you may have forgotten. Fasc- fascist pharmacy, Jack Boots. <laughs> We certainly shouldn't take these as evidence that these people have these political leanings. <laughs> no, it's almost like they're not taking those political views completely seriously. <laughs> I like a uh, right-wing taxi firm, Hail Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> oh. On the uh, subject of the man who put beef into some bread and thought, this is like a burger, <laughs> I, uh, I had a strange moment this week. I, I live in Manchester, as I think you may be aware, and... Uh, and in fact, it was as you rang me this week, Frank. I was on the train eating a corned beef, cheese, and onion bread roll served hot. And it occurred to me that corned beef, cheese, and onion served hot. Yeah. I'm liking the sound of it. Well, I like the sound of it, but I was surprised that it was available to buy. That seems to me to mm. be the sort of almost like I'm not really one for a guilty pleasure, but I think if your pleasures are legal, then just enjoy them. <laughs> yeah. But. but that, to me, is more of a domestic sandwich than a commercially available purchase sandwich. I was surprised that mm. anybody other than me had bought it that day and just wondered, is that, uh, is that normal? Am I, am I strange? Well, that? did you go OM to order it? OM, off menu. Oh, no, no. Alan, well done. <laughs> no, it was just there. It's, uh, that, uh, that was partly the thing. I thought, well, I, I, would, I would possibly even ask for it mm. now that I've had it. But... You see, I thought you meant, did you go old man to order it? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was, like, well, could I have a cheese? And then at the end, when it was handed over, said, much obliged. <laughs> That's Indeed. what I thought was coming. <laughs> what did I <that>, please? <laughs> Remember, you don't have to say indeed, you can say... <laughs> <laughs> but I occasionally put beetroot into a homemade sandwich, and uh, and some people... Would... I thought you were going to say beetroot into a hole, then. It was, it was <laughs> to do with your accent. Well, why would you... <laughs> yes, what, when you're replanting them? <laughs> Be- yeah, beetroot in a homemade sandwich. I love beetroot. But you, you wouldn't know. expect that to be in a shop-bought one, would you? Well, I tell you, a few years ago... Um, I noticed that it suddenly got cool beetroot, and you can get yeah. it in, in, in Soho sandwich shops now. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I don't think that'll catch on nationally. I, <laughs> um... Might be fashionable in these parts. I don't know about you, but I see, I see all food, really, as just an excuse for eating pickle. 
Nice. All I want to eat is pickle, really, but you've got to put something under it. <laughs> you can't just pour it onto your hand. <laughs> like a coaster. Do you know what I, well, it, it, Basically, that's what I do, because I don't eat really eat bread much anymore. I have rice cakes. No, I've, tra- I've trained him well. Right. Those right. circular rice cakes, they are really just no more than a plinth for pickle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because food, compared to pickle, is a pretty poor substitute, wouldn't you say? No. <laughs> I can't bear pickle. Really? I don't like corned beef. I don't like onion. I do like sausage and cream cheese. Ooh. Yeah. I've heard that. I I find um with with a rice cake, they won't they won't grip they won't grip a food the way a sandwich will. No. So thick food can fall off. Pickled onion. Do you remember those games when you used to get like a face in a little circular thing and two ball bearings and you had to round up yes. G- yes. get them in the eyes. Well, that's what I'll use—a piece of Swiss cheese <laughs> on a on a on a rice cake with a couple of pickled onions, <laughs> and I'll be there for five or ten minutes before it's edible. It's a meal and a pastime for you, isn't <laughs> it? Exactly. <laughs> Food can be fun. Welcome, Frank this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Welcome, Frank. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Frank. Sar phone warehouse. <laughs> Sar as in? Yes. yes. Oh, very much so. Yeah, you could argue that was pre-left wing, of course. Mm. <laughs> but, I mean, it, you don't get much more pre-left wing than the Sar <laughs> of Russia. <laughs> yes, excellent. Any more? I wonder what's happened to the people who were appointed Tsars under New Labour. You know, they had like a crime Tsar and a drug yeah. Tsar. Do you think they're, <laughs> think they're now in a job centre going... I'm just looking for work as a czar. I <laughs> think they probably were overpowered and now it's the crime yeah. politburo. Yeah. It's in charge. Actually, probably not. I can't see David Cameron thinking that was a brilliant idea. Speaking of slimy politicians, mm. by the way, what about that um, Boris Johnson's mate? Oh, Tom Campbell. Tom Campbell. is what's He's an aide. He's an he? aide. Yes. Yeah. And he, um, he nicked stuff from... Um, Major chain. Yeah, food chain. never yet in a chain store, whatever that is. Like Nandos, I think he named, and Pret a Manger. He used to. He used to. Nandos. Yeah. Nan- Nandos makes it sound like something in a Star Trek. Nandos was the uh, Mexican Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you said Nandos there, I, I wondered if it was some kind of left wing pun. <laughs> I, was, I was running through my head going, Nandos. I can't quite work it out. Yeah. What would it be? Nandos. It probably could be one if we think for long enough. Of course, Dossin, you, you, you went on the show and I used to talk about this, but that's what we used to do as kids. We'd say, I'll come round your house and have a Doss. Oh, yeah, Doss about. Yeah. <laughs> So if a lot of old women did that... How dare you? Why are you looking at me? Well, I, just, I was waiting for you to say it would be a Nandos, but you didn't. So I know I've had to give answer my own... Anyway. Anyway, so meanwhile, over at the Cultural Strategy Office... Yes, that's what he was. He was the cultural uh, strategist for Boris Johnson's... Thing. I, I'm sorry, but I, very, I don't agree with um, stealing from anything. Mm. Yeah, he's uh, he, he made a gaffe, didn't he, by admitting it. That's I mean, okay. he shouldn't have done it in the first place. I've taken a fruit, a few broken chairs out of skips over the oh, years. You know when the seat, rats. you know when the seat comes, uh, the wooden seat or plastic seat comes separate from the metal, so it's thrown away. Yeah, that can be that can be bound into place. I've found. And do you ever hear people shout "skip rat" at you? Because <laughs> no. I do that all the time. If someone's in a skip as I'm on the street at the end of the road, I'll go "skip rats." Really? Oh yeah, all the time. That's because you're sick foot four and can get away with such things because <laughs> I could shout it from the back of my limousine through an opened window but you know Prince Charles tried that and what happened <laughs> yeah I uh, no I think it's uh, it's rubbish I mean I have I have nicked the odd pamphlet from book Hitler right. but I find that acceptable surely that was allowed I actually if you had a shop that wasn't a chain store could you call it we have nothing to lose but our chains <laughs> <laughs> and an even, another Marxist but where's the moral compass on this because um, d- that was stolen as well. yeah <laughs> he nicked it stole that from the fishing shop my mum and I were once in uh, in a commercial uh cafe like oh, a, I thought you were going to say a, commercial no no oh. no uh, she's not in bond. show business okay. so <laughs> 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 anyway and the and we I said oh I'd like a jacket potato and beans and the man sort of a bit conspiratorially said if I put the cheese in first and put the beans on top 
it'll cover the cheese so her at the till won't charge you an extra 60p or whatever but really conspiratorial and I loved it I went that is brilliant thanks mate and then my mum went I'll have the same <laughs> can you do it in the same way oh that's a terrible story oh, that's how it creeps in it. yeah I suppose yeah I mean it's, uh, am no. I a monster am I a moral monster now? I'd have said look don't try and get me involved <laughs> in your crime way your petty crimin- criminality Oh, in I fact, see. I'm going to report you to the lady. That's what I would have done. I've just broadcast it. I wouldn't be surprised if you make a citizen's arrest. I, I could. Right I now. think I'd be fully justified. <laughs> I just can't reach over my console. <laughs> I, I do this from my car, I don't know if you're aware of that. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were talking about uh, this man who works for Boris Johnson, who's not Tom anymore. Campbell. Not anymore, no. Tom Campbell, because he's. Uh, he, he, doesn't pay for he's a course. When he goes for a meal in a chain store, he doesn't pay for either the starter or the dessert. That's that's the kind of crazy he rebel. He says he sometimes steals the soup. How does he pull that one off? And especially with a name like Campbell. That seems wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he should condense it. The old family tradition. I'm, if if I was in... You know when they're in Waterstones, they have those three-for-two offers? Mm-hmm. Mm. If I nicked three books with those stickers on, would I only get done for stealing two? <laughs> <laughs> this is why judges have to be extremely clever. Exactly. Isn't That's why yeah. you can't have a computer doing it, you see. Not the sort it, of thing the common man can deal with. <laughs> exactly. That has to be weighed in the balance, as yeah. they say, in, uh, in that line of work. I'm not a fan of theft, really, though, Frank, on no. the whole. I don't no. approve. No, it's horrible. Mm. And, and also, if this was a desperate man living on the streets, you know, you could maybe sit like, you know, like the loaf in Le Miserable. Or uh, <laughs> Crime and Punishment, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah, one of those, but not um, not the cultural, whatever it is, cultural, cultural strategies strategy. for yeah. London. Manager. He can, you know, God, he can pay for a bowl of molligatoni. <laughs> <laughs> I should think. I should think so, too. Why did he own up as well if he must do it? It's bragging. Yeah, I think that's the mistake, isn't it? It's a slight vanity thinking, oh, this is fun. This yeah, is fun you see. Confession. I fell for this. I wish I'd interviewed, I owned up to my part in the um, the murder of Lord Lucan in <laughs> 1977. It was, I mean, why bring, he hadn't even asked me about it. It was just attention seeking. I've learned since then to keep my guard up <laughs> in interviews. But. Uh, <laughs> That was uh, terrible. You, you an owner up? Uh, um, I, uh, I, I, don't, I don't mind saying inappropriate things. <laughs> really That's I wish you'd told us that before you before we gave <laughs> you this job. job yeah. <laughs> oh no! But no, I haven't got many crimes to uh, confess to, except stealing cheese or uh, condoning the theft of cheese in a, I believe, a BHS cafe or somewhere like that. Once upon a time, you know, a BHS. He's cafe. on a retainer the, from them. The the. the, the cheese and bean story from a moment ago I, no, I, just I, I haven't go. forgotten all right good <laughs> so you're kidding that'll live with me forever I, yeah have we had any texts we have um george barnes yorkshire a chinese communist music magazine mal that's what i call music <laughs> <laughs> i think we'll leave it there <laughs> this is frank skinner absolute radio frank ceramic wear pole pottery love it <laughs> just saying that's a uh, 700. Great number, 700. Well done. Uh, Frank, can I talk about something that rather obsessed me this week? <laughs> well. Did you take that, did a series of sell-out gigs? That's, that's well, that's pretty amazing in itself. Frank, if there's one thing that surprises me in popular culture, it is the return of Take That. <laughs> Thanks, that doesn't like Take That, Alan. Just FYI. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Okay. DN, duly noted. <laughs> oh, he's getting so into it, Frank, I love it. I think there was a girl at our school called duly noted. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It is a very 70s Birmingham name. Um, Tom Campbell is a big fan of Take That. Mm-hmm. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Thank you. Excellent work, Frank. Tom Campbell is the Boris Johnson aide. Thief, shoplifting. <laughs> What I'm giving you there is a sort of a little comedy workshop you can play at home. Okay. So go on, take that. The reason I mentioned take that is not just to irritate you. Okay. But um, I thought it was quite interesting because did you read that middle aged women, as they're called, in a slightly contemptuous way, the papers have called well, them? Well, I. No, but they went on to say middle aged female fans got so drunk apparently at the gigs 
that they actually it caused hospital admissions in the Manchester area to soar around that time. <laughs> like, yeah, apparently. What, take that, fans? Yeah. Being, should have they been s- treated for disappointment. No. <laughs> Some were treated for sprained ankles. That's embarrassing. Trying to do dance Spra- moves. Oh, oh no. Mum's trying to do dance moves. They've got the heels on, you know. <laughs> First time for ages. But no, they said doctors had treated something like over 160 extra patients because they were just they couldn't handle their liquor the ladies get drunk they go out get gets a bit here come the girls next thing you know they're losing the handbag crying it's really, isn't it because surely watching take that now is a bit like watching take that then but with beer goggles on they're all they're all a bit fatter and slower they <laughs> <laughs> just look a bit wobblier <laughs> but it's it, that isn't it just middle-aged women I'm, I'm guessing that it take it they're sort of like the chippendales with clothes on yeah yes that's why people go they don't go for the music do they they do so don't the, be the ridiculous lady... what to gloat <laughs> <laughs> I, as I've said before on this show, I wouldn't go and see Take That if they were playing in my kitchen. Oh, and I have a, an open pan, pan flat, so I have an open pan as well, but um, <laughs> <clears throat> otherwise, you know, it gets messy. <laughs> but um, I, 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 I wouldn't move from the sofa to that little bit across to the kitchen if they were playing in there. <laughs> the I, idea we now all have to picture your flat, everybody that's listening. Picture, picture my enormous <laughs> living area. <laughs> Take that at one end. I say, I think I might go for a walk around the block. Well, tell me you're finishing off. And then a load of middle-aged women passed me on the way out. Drunk. If they were yeah. playing in your kitchen and you fancied a cup of tea, would you just go, I'll, I'll have it later? <laughs> no, I'd um, get my arms through the straps of my backpack flamethrower and deal with them. Right. Something that fan. people should... Not a fan is what I'm hearing. I know. Also, I think, you know, Robbie, when he was a solo artist, mm. he was a big, he was a massive star. Mm. And now I'm starting to think oh, he I was, was never just... a fan. Was he just take that advanced party for checking out stadium gigs? <laughs> the, the recce. He was all, I hate, I didn't like him in that, striding around in that frock coat like he owned the place. Oh, I like that. I like when he does that thing with his mouth. And oh, can't bear No, it. that was Robbie. Now, now he's like a broken man. Mm. You know when people, some men go and get married and then the marriage breaks down, they have to go back and live with, uh, with their parents. Right? <laughs> what tragic figures they become. That's what Rob, that's Rob is. No, it's awful. Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Wolf, sorry, Mark, I jumped in on you. I forgot pa at the end. Oh, never forget pa. No, that was feeling numb. By the fall. <laughs> he will be now. <laughs> yeah. Saturday morning, quarter past nine. He won't be up yet, I don't think. Really? One of the things I read in an interview with him is that he was very proud about was the fact that he'd never set his alarm clock in about 35 years. That's good, isn't it? That's what's great about being a pop star, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Got another email in. Um, a Broken Britain broadcaster, Asbo Loot Radio. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, see how that went. Actually, that I, I made that up. Yeah, I thought, we didn't really get an email. I that think was I'd pretend it, we don't get emails. Do we? We'll get them emails occasionally. We get them in the week. We don't, we don't have time to read emails. What do you think we are? There's, there's plenty today of left-wing uh, businesses. Yeah, but we get we do get texts on 8, 12, 15, and don't we love it? Well, in fact, we were talking about Take That and the, the drunken middle-aged woman. Mm. How dare you? And uh, we've had a text in our, from 376. I feel exactly the same about Take That. They're horrible. I'm an older lady in an office of ladies. I keep it to myself for fear of injury. Oh, yeah, they would maul you for yeah. that. An older lady in an office of ladies. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing um, Mike Baldwin walking up and down the aisles, <laughs> making sure she's getting the jeans, <laughs> the pocket of the jeans right. <laughs> oh, lovely. Well, these, I mean, of course, we all love different music. You know, it separates and unites. Mm. So if you like, take that. That's absolutely fine. Now, get the jacket back on. <laughs> Just relax. Um, but I sympathise with that lady, Frank, because I feel I am... I, I wouldn't describe myself as an older lady in an office no, of let older ladies. No. Um, however, I do feel slightly older than my years, perhaps. For example, mm-hmm. Frank and I were at a party this week, the one we mentioned earlier where Frank bought a doormat, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I, no that's not a reference to my girlfriend. <laughs> I, in case you just cheered, did that's it? So that was a gift. Definitely not a doormat. I bought someone an actual one of those. Mm-hmm. What, what is that matting called? 
Um, you used to get it in the. You used oh, to have to drag yes. it out of the PE cupboard. Yes, used, I think we called it the it? coconut mats. I think we called Did it. They? Right. Yeah. I yeah. doubt it's made from yeah. coconut. But we had to drag them out. That was one of your big jobs. Mm. That was, and they were mm. always all the bean bags were on top of them. You had to move that. The hoops. Did you? You did that in your black pencils. Oh, yeah. That's Empire made. A lot of pathos that scene for me. Um, but yeah, what now, Frank? Halfway through the evening, everyone else was knocking about the margaritas. Mm. What did we go and do, Frank? What did you ask me at about? I'd say it was about five to ten. Well, I was desperate, as I get at parties. If I stay for more than twenty minutes, I really want a cup of tea. <laughs> of course. Yeah, the yeah. thing, you know, I, the, the food there was very nice, but they never bring tea round. And so we went. There's all these people dancing. There was young people <laughs> talking about. Um, you know, science, stuff that young people talk about. Mm. And we went past all that into the kitchen and uh, we made a nice, nice cup of tea. Nice cup of tea. <laughs> oh, it was lovely. But I noticed after the tea, I then put my slippers on. That was about five past ten. I, I did. didn't notice You didn't that. notice no. the swap. You took your slippers to the party? Well, I, I am staying at my friend's well, at the moment. Guest, and then... I went to bed so early, the dog stayed up later than me. The Shih Tzu and the Boston Terrier were still up. Wow. How do you know that? And I'd already gone to bed, because I heard them later coming up to bed. I heard them coming up the stairs. You heard the dogs coming up to bed? <laughs> well, they have a bed, the dogs. Don't ask too many questions okay, about the sorry. dog's sleeping arrangements. OK, I won't. That was a bit impertinent, I must admit. <laughs> well, I'm getting... so. Uh, this is something I caught myself doing the other day, and I think this must be a sign of... In old age, you can get thrills from the very, very mundane. <laughs> I was crossing on a, 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 a zebra crossing, with, the, and the green man came up. And, you know, sometimes on the green man, he's... Um, you know, they have, like, a bit of shuttering in front of them, a sort of Venetian <laughs> blind effect. And sometimes it's, it's down a bit. You, can, you, have to, you have to bend your knees to see the green man. You can't be absolutely sure. And I did that. I had to go down a bit. I had to, to dip to see the green man. And I thought, oh, this is a bit like, say, if I was in a detective sitting in a car watching somebody up in their apartment, you know, and they've got their mm. blinds only partly drawn. <laughs> I'm sort of spying on the green man. Styrofoam cop, you know, collar turned up. And I, I felt a bit, oh, this is, this is the life, isn't it? <laughs> no, you're crossing the road, <laughs> is all you're doing. <laughs> so um, I don't think I would have had that. I wouldn't have found that thrilling when I was 17. <laughs> well done on your successful stakeouts of the green man. <laughs> <laughs> he was up there. He wasn't moving much. He looked like he might have been dancing and then suddenly stopped. <laughs> Mid twist. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Frank, uh, text in from Judd on eight twelve fifteen. It's called Coyer, the doormat stuff. Coyer. Paul Coyer. How do you spell Coyer? It's C O I R. Oh, I never knew that. Well, at least it is in the text. They might be spelling it in a text way, like people spell everything wrong in text messages, and we just don't know. Not Judd, though. No, no, I think you'll find Jod's a perfectionist. That's my feeling about it. <laughs> yeah. I love it when we're given information on these things. Mm. Coya. There you go. Mm. And we've had another text in. These are a bit red, Frank. Yeah, um, Coya burns. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking through the neighbour's letterbox. I picked up a bit of a Coya burn. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Coya burn, you say? Yeah, it's that stuff. We used to call it coconut matter in the old days, but <laughs> it's what they make. Do yeah, I'm just rehearsing my banter. We've had a text in, Dear Frank, Emily and Alan, I completely sympathise with your party-based tea drinking. I always aim to have a cup of tea when out and I've resorted to carrying tea bags in my handbag. I also Brilliant. often say to my friends, Oh, sitting down is lovely, isn't it? <laughs> However, as I'm 19, this does make me look a bit middle-aged. It certainly does. <laughs> but it's good to enjoy the little things in life. It yes. absolutely mm. is. But I was like that. I've always, I was always a middle-aged man in waiting. Oh, really? Even when I was 12, <laughs> I hankered for a pipe. Right, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, no, when I got to be, you know, oh, I thought, oh, at last, I felt like I'd finally got the right jacket on. Do you know right. what I mean? Mm, oh, yeah, yeah. comfortable. So, yeah. Well, that's great. She sounds like my kind of gal. Okay. Well, I'm okay. presuming it's a gal because she's got a handbag, but that's a bit, you know, that's a bit narrow-minded. Yeah, never yeah. assume, never yeah. assume these days. Hey, uh, <laughs> that's, that's how I know I'm getting old. I start saying things like these days. And, the, and I genuinely caught myself saying young man to somebody the other day. <laughs> And it Very Brian Clough, that somebody is. Somebody about 20 <laughs> years old, and I thought, yeah, young man. And I, I said at the time, oh, I could be your father. So I didn't 
tell him that I was actually a desperately late developer, so <laughs> 16 <laughs> wouldn't have quite worked. Was you telling him off for throwing <laughs> snowballs or yeah, something? So Sounds that. like one of it those does moments. does sound like that, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I have loads of moments where I think, oh, God, I am getting old. How old are you, Alan? I'm 36 years old. Oh, well, for but, goodness um, sake. But we have don't, a little don't boy. let's start getting into the how old are you no. conversations. We have, a, we have a son and nothing made me feel quite so old and like a pretend adult as the first time we hired a babysitter and she came round and I was going, yep, we've got you some crisps and some sweets <laughs> and, and a bottle of Diet Coke or Coca-Cola. There's proper full fat stuff. But it's, uh, it really felt like pretending to be a grown-up. Like oh, no. First time I'd been on the other side of the coin, as it were, because I remember, mm. it doesn't seem that long ago, that I was a babysitter. I was a teenager going around. And another thing... People may well identify with this as they're listening. Babysitting. Never, never assume that. What a great job babysitting <laughs> is. That's how you know you're getting old when you realise what people are going to pay you to stay in and drink their tea and eat their crisps, and they're going to come back. And then yeah, but I always think you know, respond. They come in and say, "If you're all right, you know, there's, there's an open window. He's gone." <laughs> He's kind of let him, you know, tied the blankets together and gone out. Well, so far that picture of doom hasn't been realised. I always think something terrible is going to happen. It's not that high responsibility. I mean, if anything, they get the better deal. They get £25 and better GCSE results. And I wake up with a hangover having drunkenly promised to my wife that I'd do the morning shift. So it's... They they win. They totally win the babysitters. Do the morning job. shift? Do you live in some sort of rural society <laughs> where you were... <laughs> When you have a child, you do. Do you have to till your own land? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know if this is age or just getting to be a bit of a wimp, but I walk. You know, there's, it's been nice weather just lately. A lot of people stand outside the pubs, mm. uh-huh. and I went past the pub on uh, was it Thursday? And there was, there was uh, people standing outside drinking. And one bloke got like a full pint in his hand, and I thought, God, that's a lot, isn't he? Can <laughs> 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 I drink all that? Who wants to drink all that lot? <laughs> Mm. It looked like, I don't know, I thought he's probably going to have another one after. It's a massive <laughs> amount of beer. Yes, that is generally what happens. I never right. drink out of a glass that big anymore. It's just a big, massive glass full of liquid. As I remember, you always went straight for the bottle, but that's another story. No, obviously, in those days, it never struck me when I was drinking. But, um, yeah, I thought it was too much to drink. Well, you'll be, you'll be weeing all night. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Richard and Horsham. Coir is made from coconut husk, so calling it coconut matting is correct. Well, there you go. You're right all along. Yeah, our teachers. They they know what they're talking about. Teachers. Mm-hmm. Respect your teachers. Any um, school kids listening? <laughs> all right. And don't steal, even from chain stores. <laughs> um, no, d- not don't steal chain stores. Ah, oh, that's become a very specific piece of advice. <laughs> so I am, um, I am, um, sorry, Emily. I wanted to know about your night out, because I think you had a bit of a night out this week. I've had many nights out this week. <laughs> I have, it's been a crazy old week. Quite the social butterfly. I went to a party, I went to uh, the Archbishop of Canterbury's place, I went to... Um, he does go there a lot, hasn't I he? went to uh, London Road, the play, I did Lee Mack's show, and then uh, but, oh, I went to Shrek the Musical, the opening night. Oh, yeah. And I love a theatrical opening, I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. Mm. And relax. Um, <laughs> you can do your own punchlines there. This is, I mean, it's, it's not 10 o'clock in the morning yet. But I, um, it was great, actually. There'd been a, a major fire in um, the West End the day of it. No one was hurt, so we can talk about it without any terrible fear. Uh, personally, if I'd have been working for Shrek, I'd have, I'd have been around there with the green crystals because they could have had green smoke going all up because it was a very green themed night. What was it? I could actually smell... I, I, I have an office in Covent Garden in, mm. uh, in London, mm-hmm. and I could smell burning in the afternoon, which is a little unnerving, to mm. say the least. And they took ages. That night, there was still firemen knocking around. For the first time in my life, firemen, who I've always seen as heroic figures, I started to think, as you know... Get on with it. <laughs> How long does it take to it put a fire a out? Time. Okay, I... oh, we'll just finish this frame of pool. Just get on with it. 
Is there a hose pipe ban at the moment? Is that what it is? Frank, can I just say, I do rather like the idea of you sitting there writing your journal during the fire. Yeah, it was. It was very but, Samuel Pepys. Yeah, very Peepsy. Did you know Samuel Pepys? I, I, I didn't know him. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 36. No, no. <laughs> no, the, the fact that he peeped. That's what I was on. <laughs> oh, Samuel Pepys. Oh, Samuel Pepys, that was part of the court evidence when he was done for uh, <laughs> looking through a girl's so, hostel window. Anyway. So what happened at Shrek? Well, the, for the first thing was they didn't have a red carpet. Oh, is it green? It was green. Oh, they're clever. It's the first time I've been to a major opening where the carpet clashed with my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and also, an old lady, I didn't see this, but I was told about it during the interview, and this is awful, an old lady fell over on, on, the, on the carpet and um, <gasps> smashed her face in. Ooh. No. And what bad luck. The one time it isn't a red carpet, when that wouldn't have shown up, yeah. she falls and, uh, and leaves blood on the green carpet. Any, have we got an ID on the old lady? An ID? Yeah. Do we know who the lady was? And I don't think... I'm not sure. You know, you get people at these things who are, like, friends of the producer and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't yeah, think... Yeah, some more of it. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think it was a famous old oh, okay. lady. Obviously, that would have made it funnier. But mm. no. No, I'm, I'm hoping... I was reassured that she was uh, fine after. Mm. But I hope, I hope she's all right. But I, I, I sat next to... Well, I sat next to a man who I sort of vaguely recognised, and I thought, oh, I know you, but I don't know you, so mm. I won't say anything. And then he very sweetly leaned across and said, hello, it's very nice to meet you. I'm Nick Park. Oh, oh. Well, you know, Wallace and Gromit. Wallace man. and Gromit. <clears throat> so I thought, great, it's Nick Park. And I thought, hold on, there's been a fire today. And there was once a fire in the Aardvark Studios, I remember. Several sheep were had to be destroyed. <laughs> I think they had a foot and mouth thing. So um, I said to him, oh, that today's fire must have brought back a few memories and isn't it great when you meet a famous person and you're straight in with something a bit topical and mm -hmm. what relevant. did he say did he like the reference yeah he said we didn't actually lose any figures it was just a few old sets and i said oh yeah but even so go with me on this thing <laughs> <laughs> but no i talked and uh, funnily enough on that party that me and emily had been meant went to which you if you remember alan you weren't invited no remember, yeah <laughs> we went um Atira was there, Brian Cox. Oh, yes, the scientist. Oh, yeah. yeah, the astronomy Astronomy, bloke. yeah. Yeah. Now, if you meet Brian... When you see Brian Cox, you think, oh, I don't want to go up to him and talk about astronomy. That must happen all the time. And David Baddiel's already had him for about 40 minutes on astronomy over on the other end of the lawn. Yeah. I nearly did a rescue. Oh, he collared him. He collared him very early on. But I... Um, the trouble, it was an outdoor party, you know, and you, there's Brian Cox, there's the stars. Yeah. I mean, it's very, as an aide de memoir, it's <laughs> very... To, yeah. So I actually went up to him, I said, do people only ever speak to you about astronomy? And he said, uh, yeah, it's like people come to you and say, you know, do a joke. And I said, yeah, yeah, that must be really annoying. But that one up there, I just couldn't. I actually ended up showing him a picture of a nebula on my, on my iPhone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry about that, everyone. Um, Frank, may I ask you a question about Nick Park? Yes. Did he have a bow tie on? No. Well, I'll tell you why I asked that. He had a plasticine scarf. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen one before, but uh, it was a good idea. That's Creatives tend to do that, I find. When they have to go to a black tie do, that's the sign, that's the international it was, symbol for uncreative. It wasn't a black tie do. Oh, okay, it was green tie. It wasn't even a green tie do. Nick Park I think it was green tie curry. Sorry? Green tie that food was rubbish. Can I just say the canapes were so late that people were just standing around the kitchen door. You know when you're standing waiting for the trains to come, like, like dogs waiting outside a butcher's back door. Is this at the party or at the Shrek thing? This is at the Shrek after show party. Oh, oh God, my, my life is so crazy. Well, um, let me see, what we got here? Walk. <laughs> this is Walk by the Foo Fighters. Another film, another... Played so many post four minute songs today, I've not even get a chance to talk. <laughs> What's going on? I've half a mind to fade this. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. That was Warp by the Foo Fighters. <laughs> you cut it off. It's quick, wasn't it? I didn't cut it off. Okay, you faded it. I think um Time flies when you're having fun. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's a great, it's a great song, and you can hear it on our website. Can you? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah on, our, on our website. Made that up. Yeah. Well, that's all right. People think, well, I'd, what do I hear that for? <laughs> no one's going to go and seek it out. Yeah, we we are Spotify Radio. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh dear! Thank I've been reading about Jennifer Aniston. Well, well, apparently, what a lovely woman, much more attractive than Angelina Jolie, mm. in my opinion. I, I love her. She uh, she did something a bit silly though. She said she spent her first big paycheck. She revealed on uh, a really expensive vintage Mercedes, but uh, it never worked. So it was one of those things. Oh, that, it, you know, it never worked. Yeah, it never worked. Did she not call that's how, her? That's exactly how it's printed in the paper. It never worked. And she, <laughs> never, she never called a mechanic or anything. Yeah, exactly. She should have called We Buy Any Car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they would have helped her Why out. Why didn't she do that? They'd, they'd have snatched Jennifer Aniston's hand off, surely. I think she did try and get it fixed and it just didn't go. I think it was. Um, I think it was, there was attempts made. She right. should have followed it through. She's allowed... I mean, I wouldn't buy her a doormat, let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I bought... I tell you what, I spent... Oh, God. I'm going to say this. I spent £1,000 on a massage chair. Ooh, you know when you go I, in those shops... I thought you were going to say a massage and I was really worried. No, there. no. <laughs> you know when you go in those shops and there's a massage chair? Mm -hmm. Yes. And I thought, this is brilliant. Imagine having one in your own home. You could have a massage every day. I, I used it about four times in two years. <laughs> mm. And yeah. it, I tell you what, it, it was just like a big ridged thing that went up your back of your spine and just if you can imagine you know the two girls in ABBA and they used to stand back to back yes imagine if that was me and, and a dragon <laughs> that's what you got for your yeah, that's what it was like I could feel this like spiky stuff going into my back there's a stingy part of me when you say that you spent a thousand pounds on a massage chair and got four rubs in two years there's a bit of me going that's 250 quid a rub that's not good value exactly. I don't like 250 quid a rub anyone is <laughs> tuning in now <laughs> Could have hired a man for cheaper than that. Thinks this has gone. Uh, this has gone very Premiership <laughs> football. No, I. Um, oh no, that was a total waste of money. Mm. And I bought. Um, you know, I bought Elvis's shirt for eleven thousand. That's pounds. not a waste of money. No, but no. it's at the end of the day, you've got the shirt and there it is. And what do you do? Put it on, take it off, have a mm. look at it. <laughs> I'm all for. I'm all for souvenirs of one's is career. That what yeah. you do? Yeah, what else can you do? <laughs> but it's nice to have mementos of, you know, significant things in your life. I actually, I paid 50 quid for um, Tara Palmer Tompkinson's nose <laughs> the other week. <laughs> and uh, that sounds expensive, but to be fair, there was a, a £20 note up each nostril. So, it, <laughs> in fact, it was only uh, a tenner. Anyway, you can, uh, you can download the, not the... Um, not the weekend podcast uh, on Wednesday morning. Ben Jones is next. Ben Jones, who looks absolutely ripped in men's he health is this month. Buff as all get out. I've never seen him without his hat on, let alone his shirt. He looks absolute. <laughs> c congratulations to him. I got. I wouldn't dare appear topless in a in a magazine with the word either man or health in the title. <laughs> but Ben looks. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say beautiful. <laughs> what about that? Check it out. Yes. This is 